Hello and welcome to Smacking Jellyfish. I'm Frannick and there's Lily. We are your huddle of hosts and this week we're talking about an assortment of alpacas. And fact number one this week is your fact. Go ahead. <laughs> so, alpacas are not llamas, but I've written down that they are essentially dogs, which is a lie, but we're going to roll with it. It is a bit of a lie, but how so are they essentially dogs? Let's just, let's <laughs> just go with it. Let's well, <laughs> they are basically dogs, mm. as you can see. Um, as in, like, their characteristics... And their personality are more nice. So they're nice animals, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, I am. I am saying that they are nice animals. So we're starting off this very scientific podcast. The first episode With we're ever doing. With an absolute lie. Mm, the first thing we're ever saying to people is that alpacas are basically dogs, and all nice animals are are basically dogs. The same Seals. as dogs. You can't really fault that logic, though. No. The seals that we saw... we Okay, this is already off topic. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. We saw some seals recently. They looked a lot like dogs to me. So I think you're completely correct. Yeah. Um, Always. But also, there are other things that make them similar to dogs. You can teach them things. I can... Yeah. So you can play, like, catch with them and teach them tricks and stuff. However, their tricks are, like, not great. Mm. Like, well, not, you can't let like, teach them to spin, yeah. which is kind of disappointing. I didn't get the idea that they were that smart of an animal, to be honest. There's not a lot going on behind your eyes. No, but that kind of makes them, really. It makes them what they are, mm. and I appreciate them for it. But, so, yeah, now, now you know. You can teach alpacas tricks. Yeah, you can teach them <laughs> how to sit, but it's actually quite difficult because, like, how, like, camels struggle to... You know when you see people get they on camels kind of and they, like... Yeah. Their back legs go and then their front... or it's, No, it's their front legs and it's their back legs. It's but really, they really weird go down. Anyway. It doesn't or look like, comfortable. Yeah, or like what I imagine, you know, giraffes when they drink hmm. and their front legs are like straight. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of something like that. They have like a... Giraffes have like a... Okay, this is, this is completely irrelevant now, but giraffe, no, giraffes are quite similar to alpacas. We can justify this. This is what this. I think... They've got long necks. It's good, yeah, exactly. I think their knees are kind of similar. But no, they have like a special blood pumping system in their neck which is like different to say most other mammals because because it's so long that if they dip their neck below their body to drink their head would explode so they have like a they they like cut off circulation to their head That's for a so while weird. it's really strange but anyway yeah um, so you can teach them how to sit but, <laughs> but it's kind of difficult and yeah they don't really do it that much okay because it's so, not fun but right this was exciting <laughs> yeah. terry crowfoot 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 let's go for crowfoot yep. yeah it says crowfoot like, literally like crow's crowfoot. foot like yep. a bird yeah yeah that's how you spell it so terry um i think she's a woman um mm. hence her yeah um yeah that does make sense yeah it does <laughs> um so she taught her alpacas to like retrieve colored items i think they were like cones or like that's pretty smart something for and yeah it was i weird. like i don't think my dog could do that no, I see my dog theoretically could, but I think in practice, uh, um, <laughs> she'd have a little bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah. but they, um, she could ask them to pick up a specific coloured item, which That's is really, really cool. Smart. But anyway, well, now we know um, alpacas are, are dogs. Um, maybe take that with a slight pinch of salt, just Quite a little a lot bit. Of salt. So, should we talk about some actual real? Um, real was my fact not real enough? Actual for real, you? not well. You know, I hate to break it to you, but it's they're a scientific not, experiment. You know, scientifically, family classification-wise, they're not canines. But Yes, and. <laughs> but, but so we can, however, talk about some of their characteristics, which, I mean, essentially the thing that makes them similar-ish to dogs, which, let's clarify, when we say they're basically dogs, we mean they make good pets. They're yeah, nice, they're docile, like personality-wise, yeah. not 
any yeah. physical resemblance. No, they're not actually Mental dogs. resemblance. I feel like anyone should know that, but just mm. in case you didn't, you know. Um, I mean, I literally, I, I got it from a website that was talking about the tricks. So I think it meant it yeah. more in terms of you can teach them stuff. Yeah, so they're you can, you can similar teach gold stiff. to dogs. Gold stiff? Goldfish things. So like you it's can. not... Goldfish are also basically dogs. dogs. The the scales, yep, very similar. The what's it? Gills. <laughs> um, yeah, dogs have those. My mm. dog has those. Um, if your dog doesn't One have gills, then gill. you're really you're just bringing it up wrong. It's going to turn out to be a psychopath and yep. like burn the house down. Anyway, like <laughs> this. <laughs> so alpacas are very docile. They've been farm animals for a long time. How long? Six thousand years. So wow. Around six thousand years ago, the um, the alpaca. It's thought to be a cross between a llama and a vicuña. So this sort of gets a bit confusing that like she couldn't differentiate the um, camel-like species from each other for a while because uh, another big surprise, they are a camel without a hump. Alpacas. Crazy stuff. It is crazy stuff. But but so Vicuña is basically a undomesticated llama. It's like the old OG version. Al- alpaca, sorry. It's like the oh, old yeah. OG version <laughs> of an alpaca. Um, and the llama, the llama is a bit older. So it's thought that maybe they bred. And around 6,000 years ago, um, they were domesticated by the Incas in South America, which um, they were one of the first domesticated animals, yep. which is that fascinating really fact. You. Yeah, sort of, you know, like farm animals anyway. I think dogs were a long time before that. Well, yeah, but, but um, like sort of like on a cow kind of But level. yeah, yeah. Think of like cows and sheep. They were sort of in that context. They were one of the first sort of farmy animals. Um, but they were really, really treasured by the Incas. They, their fleeces um, were used for loads of stuff. For example, um, <laughs> Incan royalty wore them. So, you know, they were, they were very important to the Incas. However, when the Spanish invaded and then, then, decided then. to kill everyone, yeah, they also killed off all the alpacas because they were competition for the Spanish sheep. Um, and so, yeah... All Why the, would you do that though? I don't know. It's a bit stupid, but I, I guess they thought like you know sheep what, are better. The really might as well. aggressive alpaca is going to yeah. absolutely just. I think it's more like there wasn't land enough grass. wise, yeah, I yeah. know, but, but um, still. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird thing to do, but yeah, they started like slaughtering them, and and I guess they probably ate them. Let's be honest. I mean, the early. How much meat is in an alpaca though? Not much, but because they're pretty skinny. They are very skinny. Without the fur. Mm. Fur. Fleece. Fleece. It's not fur. We should know what it's called. Yeah, we should, uh, but, you know, but we, here we But are. we don't, so, you know. So, yeah, so the Incas, um, what was left of them anyway, fled to the mountains, to the Andes, um, and they took their alpacas with them. And the alpaca is a weirdly hardy animal. Yep. Um, it can survive in... Just a lot. Yeah, mountainous regions with not a lot of food, very cold nights, very hot days. Um and so, I mean, it's quite impressive. They live they live at heights of up to 5,000 meters. Wow. Which, yeah, I mean, not many things live that high. It's all like know? goats, I always think. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. You know, like those goats that are like, oh, the they, they walk up with like that mouth it's crazy. on the side. Yeah. But there are a lot, you know, you I guess you view them as like this cute animal. They're like this sweet sort of, you'd think they'd be useless. A bit like, you know, modern dogs. They're nothing they like wolves. They look useless. When they're fluffy, they, they look, look... A bit, they look sort of a bit stupid. Like, yeah, you know? I can understand <laughs> but, how that like insulates yeah. them, obviously, because, you know, it's a whole fleece. But how does that really keep them cool? I don't know. I mean, apparently it's like that thing where, yeah, I've never got to see them, but apparently fur keeps animals cool. I guess it's insulation. From both heat and cold, but it definitely works better against cold. Like, well, yeah. It definitely makes you warmer, but 
but anyway they can do it they, okay. they can survive they very can. hot days yeah um which is kind of surprising so it's okay so they're really nice animals basically they're nice to have they're a lot like dogs where they don't tend to be aggressive and they're treated badly yeah um which and not like we'll llamas. probably get to and not like llamas which will just spit at you out of pure spite because logs. yeah just for the fun really um llamas are a bit nasty in that way but no alpacas are little sweethearts of animals um yeah. and they're really good farm animals because they have soft feet which means that they don't cause soil damage which is a good thing for farmers because mm, yeah. i didn't actually know that yeah so they don't they don't have like they have like hooves ish but they're like nice little fancy nice soft hooves. hooves yeah they're not like horse hooves which just make holes and they have no upper teeth which you told me earlier which i, I didn't did. know I, yeah, that was yeah. very exciting um, it's yeah it's weird to see them because i saw some alpacas once you know that they have no upper teeth and you see it you realize was it yeah because i wasn't expecting it and yeah. then i kind of looked at it and i was like and you're like yeah it does look it does look because they stick out they look yeah really... i thought it was just like a severe underbite but yeah. then i actually searched it up and saw like a skull and that's what i always and there's assumed. just nothing yeah well but see those those bottom teeth they're really good for farmers as well because it means they graze gently they don't like rip the grass out of the ground yeah. they like however trim it when they eat something off your hand because they have i mm. i don't know what it's like a gum at the top they have something yeah they, they must have something kind of hurts does it can't lie they're not like drawing blood oh, did but you if do it, goes, it yeah did i not tell you that we fed them i don't think so no okay we oh, fed that's them. Amazing. yeah and um yeah because you like you know you put your hand out and the older ones obviously understand a bit more, but we went yeah. to see some of like the babies and they were also males. So that's, you know, mm. inherently very Males aggressive. are much more aggressive as we'll find out. Harry. Later. Oh yeah, Harry. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. But the they like, it was a bit more than I was expecting, I guess. Mm. Like it wasn't bad. But horses are always weird as well. It's, I think it's just a bit, horses are worse because they're massive. Horses so just scared me as a child. Well, they're not dogs. They're also not llamas. Um, as they it turns are actually, out. yeah, really, really not llamas. Yeah, no, they're they're really, really. Not, I mean, they're more not dogs than they are not llamas. But um, yeah, like there are obviously similarities. Let's but trying not to actually, get into technicalities. No, but actually, trying to search up and find the differences between llamas and alpacas because obviously there are some because you know they're different mm. like subspecies. Yeah. But it's just like they're smaller. Yeah, there aren't many well, differences. Uh, but like are they're there. clearly, they are clearly well, different. And so one of the main differences is they're descended from a different animal. So the yeah. the, la- the llamas descended from a guanaco. That's like the the wild version of a llama. And then the vicuña is like the that for an alpaca. Mm. So um, so yeah, that's ba- that's the main difference between them. They come from two different animals. But then again, those different animals are similar as well. So yeah, but also just kind of like the beliefs that alpacas come from llamas as well, like and vicuñas. Yeah, so that's like, a, yeah. So what is so maybe the llama was first? See, no one really knows. No. I have a feeling that while researching this, I couldn't find like a definitive answer to this. But I mean, the most scientific way you can put this is actually explaining the the order. So they're from the family Camelidae. Right which is obviously the same family the camel is in. So it's it's essentially the the vicuña and the alpaca, the guanaco and the llama, and the three species of camel are all in this family, camelidae. Okay. But then the, the llama and alpaca are of the tribe, which is like a sub-family, right. laminae, um, and therefore alpacas are laminoids, which I think is fantastic. Um, that is quite cool. It is pretty cool. But so they, they are really similar. Um, essentially, they differ genetically. Alpacas are a bit mellower. Mm. Um, it's like crocodiles and alligators it is a bit like that where it's sort of you have to actually physically see two of them to be able to see the differences and personality wise alligators Mm. are calmer so alligators are like alpacas for a long time it was thought that um 
the alpaca descended from the llama, and then before that, that they were the same species even, because they're so similar. And it doesn't help that the four species of camelid can interbreed successfully um, yeah, and produce fertile offspring. So that's, I mean, that's quite that interesting. It, more. it is quite interesting, but it just makes everything harder. Because uh, you but get now like, we've figured out they're different. You get like, um, what is it? Like a horse and a donkey or something. Is it a mule that they make? And it's not a mule, but it's yeah, something. But I think it's it like, might be a mule, actually. But there's something but like infertile. that. It's infertile. And like yeah. a zebra and a horse. But it's weird because you think they'd be quite similar. Yeah. And like I a, guess so. a, what, a tiger and a lion, a liger. But I get that because they're completely mm. different. Yeah. So they can, ma- they can mate with the other camelids, which are the camel-like animals that are part of the camelidae family, but aren't camels. So basically okay. the llama alpaca guanaco and vicuña can interbreed okay but i don't think they can breed with camels because that would be slightly ridiculous i mean yeah there's a significant size difference there is a big size difference and they're just they just seem like very different animals in general i can't Im- imagine like a fluffy camel there are two species of alpaca sorry and wakaya um the wakaya is the typical alpaca if you know what an alpaca looks like picture one it's probably a wakaya <laughs> alpaca um it's the one that people breed um that farmers most often breed because their fleeces are the nice fleeces Better. that's what you want yeah um the sori ones, they actually don't really differ much in any way, apart from the fact that the sori have different coats. Um, they originate from a lower altitude. They're not as hardy, so again, not as great for farmers because you can't raise them in as universal conditions. Yeah. Um, but they have sort of a... They look a bit like they have sort of dreadlocks. Imagine that, you know, that kind of look. It's like a... I think I have seen the like photos yeah. of these alpacas before without yeah. realising. And they're like... Yeah, if you like braided a normal alpaca, it's kind of what they look like. I don't know. But um, but yeah, essentially they're not as good for farmers. The thing that makes wakaya alpacas so good is that you can you can raise them in England, Spain, America. Yeah, they are. I was looking want. at... Um, they're everywhere. Like, like what kind of conditions? And it's like, yeah, they need a shelter and a field. <laughs> yeah. And that was literally Food it. Food and water, water. Some oxygen. Um, yeah. Occasionally, you know. Yeah, and like... Um, well... I mean, this is for later, but they need to live with other animals. Yeah, they do need to live with other animals. Yeah. They're, 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 they're really hardy, though. Um, so, so, yeah. Alpacas can exhibit some forms of what might be seen as aggression. One of them is spitting. Unlike llamas, however, they don't just spit for fun. And camels. No. The camels and llamas just spit at you if you come near them because, you know, why not? Yeah. But, but no, so um, not all alpacas spit, but they all can spit. Um, and they essentially do this when they're distressed. It's a sign of abuse often, unfortunately. If they've been abused by a previous owner, they'll spit at people. Because um, it's just kind of... Because they do it to other alpacas if they're yeah. getting too close. Especially if, like... I mean, it's always the way, like, food involved or, I suppose, like, trying mm. to mate. It's either a sign of being intimidated or trying to intimidate. Uh, something that I found out that I didn't know is that the spit isn't actually spit. It's not saliva. It's... Um, yeah a mixture of saliva and stomach acid mm. so it is actually quite threatening you don't want to get spat you know in the eye they can spit up to up to 10 feet i think which is that is quite far that is really far I mean, it's not like massively far but no but i feel like we couldn't do that i probably couldn't spit that far no. i it would just be like Bleh. they do have very long necks though so what does spit like funnels from the bottom of the neck like a um, <laughs> yeah really like ramps a, up speed like a rifle just, just goes yeah straight out comes out spinning yeah um they also spit when they're having sex sometimes um mm. because of an increase in progesterone they just get a bit stressed and just you know just start yeah. hacking up yeah their just organs really um well speaking of male and female alpacas doing things alpacas universally both males and females use a communal dung pile it's a hygiene thing yep they don't all just want to you know crap everywhere so 
uh, that would spread diseases. You know, that's essentially what humans did before we invented the toilet. It yeah. ended quite well, quite badly for us. Definitely not quite well. No, not quite there was well. a lot of, you know, cholera and things like Just, that going yeah. around. But so, yeah, they're also, they're as well smart. as being easy, like, to keep, they are actually mm. quite clean. Yeah, exactly. They have, like, a... You just have to worry about one place being, you know, yeah. shat on. That would... You know um, when it smells really bad and it, like, kills you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. might need, like, a hazmat suit for that bit. For the rest yeah. of the field, it's completely fine. <laughs> yeah, there, see, the rest of the field will be clean. They're very nice, clean, hygienic animals. No problems there. Yeah. Um, but that one part. That one part. So, yeah, this is universal across all of them. But um, males, male ones are much tidier in general. Yeah. And that's because males, even though they use a single communal dung heap, they tend to go separately. Whereas females will stand in a line uh, which is a very cool fact. They'll stand it's, in a line and all go at the same time, which means you... they're slightly less clean. Yeah, because it's basically gets more like everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. It's just less neat, which is opposite to humans. Male humans are much more messy <laughs> and that, that is kind of known. See, I was thinking it was yeah. kind of similar because, you know, like stereotypically and also like, I don't, I can't like, mm. I do this. <laughs> women all go to the bathroom at the same time. If you're out yeah, in public, that's true. I don't know why. But it's just, that you is, do it. it but is like a males don't really seem to do it as much. No, because it's weird. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose you are also in like urinals. We're in like toilet cubicles. Yeah, so you are a bit more separate. But no, I was thinking, so in that way it is similar. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. But yeah. in, I see what you mean but in it's the sort other of way. universally known that if you walk into a male public toilet, you're going to get a disease mm. that we cured in the 1500s. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so in that way, male alpacas are much better than human males. Yeah. Well, something that kind of, it kind of relates to them being nice. Something that kind of relates to alpacas being nice animals is that they can't actually really function when they live alone. It doesn't have to be, they don't have to herd with other alpacas. They can herd with like, you know, goatee kind of hmm. things. They just need a friend. They can't, yeah, they they can't a, live they alone. They need a friend. You need to, like, they need to be in these pairs. Mm. You need to, you can't keep an alpaca alone. Because well, like, I think, yeah. you, I think you come with llamas. I haven't really checked, but llamas I'm pretty sure. borderline antisocial. You get near them, they'll weird. spit at you. Yeah. So. But I think, I'm pretty sure llamas, you can kind of keep by themselves. But alpacas mm. need, like, social interaction. Yeah. Um, and if they don't have this social interaction, it can, like, mess them up a bit. Yeah. Well, and also, if you're alone, who do you shit with, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Well, gotta, yeah. The, the communal toilet situation can't be communal when there's only one of you, you know? So. Yeah. Alpacas make sounds. They do make sounds. As yeah. they have vocal cords. They I do feel like there is... Cords pretty non-surprising but they make lots of sounds they make quite a wide variety of sounds as well they hum yeah i think that's a big one yeah when baby alpacas are born the mother and baby both hum i think it's sort of a bonding thing perhaps. just a little bit of impromptu jazz solo yeah but worryingly or maybe not worryingly i guess you'd expect to be distressed while giving birth but humming is also a sign of distress in an alpaca so if you ever hear yeah. them humming a tune, <laughs> get yeah. away anyway yeah what else do they do they snort uh, again that's not really surprising mm. that's sort of this is sort of what i imagine like spitting is like when because it's snorting is like the sound version of spitting yeah. yeah when they invade an alpaca invades another alpaca space it's just like a back off kind of sound it is yeah it's like i don't want you here i'm a bit scared of you get away um yeah. so they'll snort and they grumble i mean i can't really imagine the difference between a lot of these sounds but yeah grumbling... i feel like some of them are really on like small technicalities yeah but i feel like grumbling just sort of is self-explanatory it's just a general angry sound um yeah, warning. and it's a, yeah it's it's they grumble to warn each other um and again when they're not happy being around each other they'll mm. they'll grumble they 
cluck like a hen when a mother is like concerned for her child which is called a cria we yeah. haven't mentioned that at any point yeah well this uh, is a, as good a place as any yeah like a cria a baby, is the baby alpaca yeah like a like a lamb and yeah a cria. And so when a mother's concerned she'll she'll cluck yeah like a hen i just cannot imagine that it is a strange i didn't see i'd imagine like a maybe like a wailing or a, a crying sort of sound yeah but not but like clucking. A, but male alpacas also cluck to signal friendly behavior so it's simultaneously used for motherly concern mm. and male friendship. Again, always contradictory. The yep. alpaca just never ceases to amaze. Speaking of amazing, they also scream yep. and they also screech, which is very different, obviously. Two completely Com- different Completely. The, the distinction has to be made. Uh, again, Wikipedia points out their screams are extremely <laughs> deafening and loud, um, which I was a bit surprised by. They don't seem like loud animals, to be honest. I don't know. I feel like... You know, have you heard a goat scream? Yes. I definitely imagine it it like that. It it has to be like, again, goat, another animal you wouldn't expect to scream really loudly. But see, alpacas, they have this image of being like a really peaceful animal. So I guess I just didn't expect it, but took me by surprise. Um, But yeah, when they're being attacked, they scream. Yeah, I mean, understandably, I kind of get that. Not like humans, yeah. Yeah. Um, If they're not being handled correctly, which I I assume you'd have to really handle an alpaca incorrectly for it to scream at you. But obviously, I think it goes without saying, if your alpaca is screaming... Um, That's not normally a good sign Be a better thing. human being. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, improve yourself. Um, <laughs> the screeching, a bird-like cry, yep. apparently. Um, and it's intended to terrify the opponent. Yep, that's how I intimidate people. I often screech at passers-by on the street if they get too close to me. Yep. So males fight over dominance over females. Um, oh, you know, like a lot of animals. Yep. And, and yeah, they just do this to sort of show anger and dominance and just scare other yeah. alpacas. Females do it um, when they're angry. Again. So it just feels like a slightly more extreme, like grumbling or something. Yeah, it just seems like a very aggressive sort of sound. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the sounds alpacas make. There's a yeah. huge variety of them. Um, There's what, one, two, three. And they're all a bit scary. <laughs> There's a six whole sounds. See, I've never heard an alpaca make a sound. They always just sort of stand there. I think I'd be very scared if one screeched. I, yeah, my heart would stop. Like Mrs. Strobel's. <laughs> <laughs> fact number two. That was, yeah, fact number two. I I'm thinking we've on to fact number two, which is my fact. And yeah. it is that a man called Sir Titus Salt yeah. uh, became the richest man in Yorkshire by reintroducing alpaca fleece to Britain. Yeah. So alpaca fleece was a thing for a while. Like I said, it sort of all started with the Incas in, um, well, 6,000 years ago. Yeah. Um, around that, they think, which is a long time ago. But it sort of went out of popularity. Um, sheep are a bit more common, a bit easier to raise and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, but in um, 1836, this man, Sir Titus Salt, uh, which is, you know, a quality a, name. A good name. Uh, yeah. Um, he came across a bunch of alpaca fleece just completely randomly in a warehouse in Liverpool. Um, As you do. And yeah, exactly. And but this, the, he had a head for business, obviously. He was... He was a very, very rich man in the end. An entrepreneur. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. But so no one wanted this alpaca fleece. Um, And so he got it for a really cheap amount of money. And there was a lot of it. Uh, But he experimented a bit and he figured out that if you wove it in the same way as you would weave silk, Mm. um, it becomes a really, really fine textile, which he called alpaca rather appropriately. Um, So so alpaca is actually what the material that you make out of alpaca fleece is called. Um, That's not confusing at all. but, But yeah, so the like the... The good qualities of alpaca fleece were long known, mm. but Titus really, you know, utilized it. Yeah, he really um, brought it back to the world, reintroduced it, 
He was very smart to recognize the value of alpaca fleas because his business grew. He became the largest employer in Bradford very quickly. He was much loved by people. When he died, 100,000 people came to his funeral, which yep. is pretty insane. It's pretty um, cool. Like, I'd be pretty happy if, if the turnout was that. I'd be pretty happy if two people came to my funeral. You know, 100,000. I, I mean, I can't even really fathom that number. No, I'm trying to, like, big. picture a church. Especially um, then. Think about, this was, like, 18... That's, like, the late whole population of England. Century. Yeah, for, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All the peasants just flocking. To, they didn't really know what was going on. They just, like, someone uh, told them yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's so much so that he was he was very popular. He became the mayor of Bradford in 1848. Yep. Um, and he basically became wildly successful. He became one of the richest men in england basically yeah. just from trading alpaca fleas which is it's pretty cool yes. um and i mean his business grew to the point where on his 50th birthday on the 20th of september 1853 he began work on saltaire which is a world heritage site now but it's essentially it's a model village which is one of those weird small little towns that's sort of an entity in itself within a larger town but yeah he essentially he probably did this to house all his workers um yeah it was Definitely for his benefit. Probably. Not just was, not to benefit all these people that needed yeah. homes. Again, it was a nice thing to do sort of retrospectively. And anyway, people no, I definitely did love benefited him them. But yeah, people needed jobs, um, especially back then. It was a bit rough. But he um, was hardly he doing them. out of like the kindness of his but heart. But yeah, no, he did it to have control of his workforce, most likely, um, is what we're thinking. So he completely rebuilt Yorkshire's economy <laughs> single-handedly, basically. I mean, there wasn't much going on there. Well, no. <laughs> um, uh, but then a big thing is that Queen Victoria is well known for her. Well, I don't know about well known, but well, I'd if never you heard look into it. it slightly. Yeah. But she had alpacas. She's she's mildly known for her love of alpacas. <laughs> um, and this was probably largely down to Titus Salt, who, again, reintroduced them to Britain. He made them massively popular because obviously everyone saw how rich he was getting and everyone who could afford an alpaca um, yeah. probably got a few. Uh, but but yeah, she really she really loved Titus Salt. He was given the title of Baronet in 1869, um, and he died in 1876. And again, 100,000 people attended his funeral, which yeah. is pretty huge. It's pretty cool that someone can make that big of an impact just off of alpacas. alpacas. I feel like you have missed one important alpaca fact that excited me in Saltaire. Oh, the, with the, the little yeah. like emblem things. Yeah, so all over Saltaire, I think on the school and the church, all the sort of important buildings um have like a llama alpaca. Yeah. crest on them. I'm going to oh, I'm going to do that. I just know it is because it says llama on the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The, so the, yeah, this is a big fact. I can't believe I missed it out, but um but yeah, there are alpacas carved into the main most important buildings yeah. sort of as a just I guess like homage. yeah and yeah in homage to the fact that they they made they made him who he was basically yeah. which is pretty cool but no, so Titus Salt's um alpaca fleece business was so big that at one point all of Peru's alpaca fleece harvest in a year went to Bradford which is insane because alpaca alpaca central is like Peru um that's sort of where they're most yeah, celebrated. Is... Peru has a national alpaca yeah. day, which is on the 1st of August, which we missed. We were going to release this then. But... Yeah, but I got COVID, so... Yeah, we're... you did. We were a bit Yeah, that was my fault. But anyway, yeah, we missed a uh, national we alpaca day. We missed Peru's national alpaca day, which is when we were supposed to release this. But but they're big, big into alpacas in Peru. So, yeah, understandably, um, I would be too. Yeah, so to them, for them to export their entire shipment of alpaca fleece to Bradford is... It's pretty incredible. It's, yeah, it shows the significance of Sir Salt's influence. I feel like it's time to move on to uh, fact number three, which is... Which is, this was... I think you told me this, actually, and then I did more research into it. Yeah, I sent it to you briefly. Yeah, and, and then, then... Yeah, okay, so in a hotel in Japan, 
Hotel Epinard Nazu. Yeah, Hotel Epinard Nazu. Yeah, that sure wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. In the Tachigi province, which is north of prefecture. The Tachigi prefecture, which is north of Tokyo. Yeah. I just saw PR and just went (laughs) province. (laughs) Just in case you want to, you know, check this out for a wedding venue. Mm, Which, why wouldn't you? No, this hotel in Japan allows you to have alpacas as a witness at your wedding, which (laughs) is really weird because... Weddings in Japan have been and still are quite like formal. Yeah. I think we talked about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wrote it down. Previously, a man and a woman would be married uh, after the man simply took to like regularly seeing the woman. I think it would be fairly unfortunate for the woman. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I feel there's absolutely no, well, not that there's ever been any say, but that specifically, <laughs> there is no say. That really. Yeah, just, I'm going to visit you and then we're going to be bound well, together this, for life. This is just, too much. Anyway, yeah, so this is like really, it's really, it feels a bit out of place, really random, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think having a, you know, going back to the dog thing, I feel like some people have like their dogs at their weddings or something like that. Yeah, or... some people like have dogs as like ring bearers and stuff, but this Do is... Do they? Yeah, but yeah. this is... This is this see, is, this is different, different in the fact that, yeah, because marriage in Japan is a different. Yeah. It has different significance. Um, and yeah, the, the history of it is quite weird where it wasn't entirely that, that sort of a defined thing yeah. initially and then and it then became very formal. And then this showed up, hmm. which is... And then now you can oh, get married with an alpaca, which... Yeah, why, why option, wouldn't you? Why on earth would you not? But it's... Because I was looking into it. There was... There's literally no reason for this. There is no, <laughs> like, cultural reason. There's no, like... Like, alpacas don't mean anything. They're not, no. like, a, a symbol of... Well, I don't I know, good like fortune or something. Thing. It literally... Yeah. The hotel has an agreement with the neighbouring zoo... <laughs> And I think they, they saw the opportunity and took it. I mean, like Sir Titus Salt. Yeah, like Sir Titus Salt. Intelligent Sol. business choices being I, made all like, around here today. And I totally understand. This is like a big pool to get married in that yeah. thing. Because that's, it's random. It's like really different. But yeah, so they just have this agreement with a neighboring zoo where you can rent an alpaca and the like handler and stuff has to come and they go mm-hmm. to a wedding and... Have you seen? Did, I don't think I sent you any photos, but have I you seen some of the photos? Picture, yeah, I looked at a bunch, yeah, because they're like they're really really fluffy. Um, mm-hmm. I can imagine they'd be cute. Yeah, and they're like really um, like well groomed stuff for it, and they have like little bow ties, oh. and the like handler is also like in a suit and stuff, and they like kind of walk up the aisle. Like, I've seen a couple photos, and they just kind of chill there. I mean, we have said they are very chill and non-aggressive, but what if, say, they got angry at one of the guests and started spitting vomited up stomach juice out of them? But like, I, they wouldn't. That's the no, thing. they unless, wouldn't, if they're well-treated. Unless yeah. one of the people goes up and absolutely just decks it in the middle of the ceremony. Well, actually, since we're, since we're on the topic of spitting at people, should we talk about Harry the alpaca? I think we should talk about like Harry the alpaca. this is... As good a time as any to segue into this. So I found a bit of a random article while researching alpacas. It is very, very random. Um, it's on ABC News. I don't entirely see how this is news, really, but um, but I'm happy it exists. It's kind of like Daily Mail kind of news. It is Daily Mail kind of news. That is Just exactly... literally anything. Yeah. But so anyway, the headline here is that a vicious blood-spitting alpaca attack had a Washington woman fearing... Oh, Washington women, plural, fearing for their lives before being saved by the police. So um, (laughs) essentially from what I gather, these women bought a male alpaca 
A singular um, male alpaca. A singular male alpaca, and it was an entire male alpaca, which yeah. means it was non-castrated. Um, not only do you not want to keep them alone, but when you do have males, especially if they are alone, you do want them to be castrated yeah. because they well, can get aggressive. Understandably, um, they're and non-surprisingly, they're more aggressive if they, yeah. you know, have all their... That sort of goes for all animals, stuff. really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So but I don't know why so these... This is the thing. I know <laughs> I'll, we'll talk about this later, but I just don't understand what these two people were thinking. No, neither do I. But they, I, I think they were maybe novice alpaca owners. They don't sound like they're alpaca farmers or anything. I think well, they, no, they might have decided to get one. but it really feels like they just saw one, bought it. I think that's exactly what yeah. happened, to be honest. Like, there was, there's nothing... And obviously, alpacas aren't that difficult to keep, as we've established, but mm. they failed at every hurdle. They did feel help for And there are like hurdles, three so hurdles. Yeah, there are there aren't many hurdles, but it, it was on the day of his arrival. Yeah, got so on, sorry. this is this is Harry the Alpaca. And so so this is a quote from Mrs. Strobel, who is the woman who bought the alpaca. Yeah. She says, Because he looked so beautiful, we thought that spitting at us was part of his love for us. No, yeah, no, it's not so it's not a good sign if an alpaca spits at you. It means it has no. been abused or it feels threatened or something along those lines. So these people should have known that. Yeah. For, first hurdle that they have f- face planted. Like alpaca at. is quite a big commitment. You probably want to do some googling yeah. before you jump well, yeah. into that. But but so this Harry, um, he spat at them and then when they tried to leave the enclosure, he grabbed um the older of these two women, I think their mother and daughter. Yeah, I think they are. So he grabbed um Mrs. Strobel, the mother. And yeah, just sort of grabbed her by the back and bit her on the arm, uh, but she escaped. So so yeah, they then started abusing the alpaca, essentially. The alpaca got yeah. angry. Um, understandably. Understandably, and backed them into a corner and started trampling them. Didn't he like rear up on its hind legs? I think it did. And I feel it like at that spitting. point, I would be scared. It, I understand that. It, it was a that. pretty scary situation. I do understand how these people were scared and how they like did attack it back. But like, it was how they got to that point. Is completely yeah. on them. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know how it happened, but um, but apparently they were here. They were there for a, about an hour and a half. I mean, of this alpaca having cornered them and trampling them, and then I mean, he just wouldn't back off. He was very angry, but eventually he backed off. And then so the the real sort of strange part of this is that the mother had a heart condition. Yep, that and she essentially really had a heart attack. Yep. So then they started shouting, and a neighbor called the police, and the police saved them. Um, what happened to Harry? Do we know? No, but I'm guessing... Nothing good. No, probably wasn't a great fate. I don't want to be asympathetic, but they're not threatening animals. No, I mean, obviously... If one was trampling me, I'd be scared. I would be scared, but I feel like they... I feel feel like they could have dealt with the situation a lot better. Probably. Perhaps we're being um, too harsh here, but I don't think so. Yeah, (laughs) but Somehow. A lot of it just feels... Too much of it feels wrong. Like, Mm. too much of it feels like their fault. It's a bit off, yeah. So, basically... Don't get a single alpaca. Don't get a non-castrated male unless you're an experienced breeder. And if it's spitting at you... That's never a good sign. Don't welcome it into your home. No, <laughs> don't. As lovely as alpacas are, probably not the best idea. No. Right, moving on to fact number four, which is my fact again. And it's that alpacas are fireproof. Um, <laughs> except they're not. Except they're not. Um, they're as much fireproof as they are dogs. Um, but but no, I mean, I think it's fair to call them fireproof. Maybe fire resistant would be the legally correct term yeah. um, to call them. So um, the, the fleece is very dense, um, which is what makes it such a fine material. It has these very fine, if you imagine like the individual bits of hair mm. on, say, a sheep, it has the same thing, but much thinner and finer, which is why you can weave it into a silk-like um, woolly material. 
So it's still woolly, but it's very fine and soft and flowy and nice. Um, but this also means it's really hard to set fire to. So if you set fire, if you try to set fire to alpaca wool, um, it will sort of smolder a little bit, maybe go black. But as soon as you take away the source of heat, it will stop burning. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's quite good for storing it, I guess. It's not like sh- it's not like wool where if it you know if it dries out and there's a spark, it just it explodes. Just whoosh. Yeah, exactly. It's safe to store, um, which again sort of adds to the alpaca's status as the perfect animal yeah. for a farmer to keep. Um, it's also hypoallergenic. Is another feature of alpaca fur, so it's great for everyone to enjoy, even if you have allergies and. Oh, a website called don't be such a square.com. I did see that which, when I was yeah, through this. Which I'm going to take their authority on this because I think they're probably right. Um, says that it's essentially this miracle material. They say it's stronger than mohair, finer than cashmere, smoother than silk, softer than cotton, and warmer than goose down, which is a pretty insane That's, set of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially the goose down thing. I mean, geese are sort of known for their. that you can't beat their down for insulation, but I guess you can. And I mean, you, you can, can do it through the can. alpaca. Yeah. Yeah. So should we talk about the coloration a little bit? Um, uh, yeah, definitely. So this was an interesting thing. It kind of, it's a testament to cultural difference, I guess. So in Peru, where alpacas are most celebrated, yep. um, they're considered to have 52 different fleece colors um, officially. And this sort of goes down as, um, let's say, the competence of uh, the country's farmers goes down. So in the US, they've only got 16 classified fleece colors and 12 in Australia. It's generally agreed that they come in 22 colors. That's sort of the universal thing. Um, but again, I guess in Peru, there's not only more of them, but there's no more knowledge about them. So Yeah, they've been around for a lot longer. Yeah, so I, I don't know if this is actually how it works, but I'm guessing that, say, if an alpaca was brown with like a little white spot on its forehead... Um, in say America they'd say it's a brown alpaca but in Peru they probably have a whole separate classification for that colour I mean they do that this isn't relevant but they do that with (laughs) dogs like especially you know those um, um, I think they're like Australian sheepdogs yeah the really speckly ones and they have like loads of different markings but Mm. like quite consistent yeah Um, oh another thing about burning it's a good way of checking if alpaca wool is genuine. If you're buying some alpaca wool, which is very expensive, by the it way. Is, so we found a very ridiculous. ugly 500-pound jumper yep. made out of alpaca police. Um, but so if you are buying some, I don't think the owners of the shop you're in would appreciate this. But a good way of checking if it's genuine yeah. is trying to set it on fire. Um, and if you can't, then it's alpaca wool. Yeah, um, if you can, then... Yeah, if you can, then it's probably a mix of synthetic and alpaca or sheep wool and alpaca, which is not what you want, especially not for a price like that. So, no. um, so yeah, just a, what, a little top tip. Maybe do it sort of in the changing room, out of sight of just, you know, you the security. Just if you get like a little lighter, not like a, a <laughs> flamethrower. No, no, just get a little don't walk bit. into a shop with a flamethrower. Yeah. And you're just that. like in the corner, turn around. Yeah, just, like, just sort of discreetly, yeah. yeah. Um, try and set it on fire but you'll be able to tell because a, a woolen jumper would just combust instantly yeah. and probably set the shop on fire so another little thing I found which was very interesting was that alpaca fleece was a possible solution to the deep water horizon oil spill oh my god I forgot about this yeah so in April 2010 um, deep water horizon uh, oil rig off the Gulf of Mexico yep. started leaking oil and blew up and then started leaking oil and they were trying to come up with solutions to it so one BP, of their absolutely ingenious solutions. Oh, yeah. Well, BP, they're known for ingenious solutions. One of them was filling it with ping pong balls and old tyres. Um, yep, because old tyres and ping pong balls living in the ocean yeah. are amazing. Of course, that would be great for every everybody. Yep. Um, 
especially for BP because it would be very cheap. Uh, mm. Funnily enough, just a nice. It's not why yeah, they decided no, no. to do it. Obviously, it it's just for... it's just a pleasant side effect that yeah. happens to be one of the the good things about it. But but no, a, a, another possible solution was to use these big absorbent sort of bits of net filled with alpaca fleece. Were they donated or something? I think they were donated by by two alpacas, <laughs> which. Uh, <laughs> but so so this charity, um, this was like a charity effort that a local community somewhere got together. Uh, near the oil spill and essentially asked for people to start sending in hair um to, As you do, just yeah exactly it's all a bit strange Weekend i don't know activities. whose idea this was but they decided to fill old stockings with hair um, and put that in the ocean temporarily so that would suck up the oil theoretically because human hair you know when it gets oily it is pretty good at absorbing yeah i oil. feel like it does seem absorbent but, but also yeah that would not be my first thing it's very absorbent but is it absorbent enough to suck up deep water horizon (laughs) entirely i don't think it is but but yeah they tried and again alpaca fleeces it's very um it's very fine material so which means it has a lot of surface area to absorb um things such as oil and so they sort of tried this but the effort kind of petered out they didn't have enough because they only had two local alpacas so they donated some fur but i mean it didn't really really play out and um they gave these improvised sponges to BP, but I don't think they ever used them. They, I mean, it was. It took forever to even like plug up the oil spill. Yeah, like, no, they um, were really irresponsible. I think it stopped in like September two thousand ten. So yeah, it was. That's like was, what six months essentially. It was a while. Um, they were very bad about it. Yeah, because I lo- I looked into who like what the specific fault was. Because hmm. I thought it'd just be like one, maybe two things. Yeah. Oh no. No, they At just did everything every wrong. Every single yeah. stage, <laughs> something was wrong. Yeah. It was like um because I don't know there's oil rig and then there was like like the the making of the oil rig so that was someone else was responsible for and then it was the people on the oil rig so that's one responsibility and then it's like money yeah. and like cost cutting and stuff so all it, of eleven that, people died. Eleven workers. Yeah, uh, yeah eleven rig. workers died yeah. because someone made a bad. Um, cost cutting. I mean, decision. they were cutting costs essentially. Yeah, yeah, and I know. That's not legal anymore. Although they probably still do it. But yeah, the good. I guess the good thing to come out of all of this, if there is one, is that BP. Um, they were fine, weren't they? Yeah, they got what was the biggest fine in corporate history. Yeah. So I can't remember what it was, but it was a Big. ludicrous amount of money, and they had to pay for all of the cleanup efforts, which came to like hundreds of millions of dollars, obviously. Yeah. So um, and the fine was like several billion, though it was insane. So on that happy. Yeah, really. We ended it not right. I think it's time to. Yeah. Anyway, I suppose. That works. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. We're sorry for ending it on a rant on BP on a bit of a sad note, but llamas are some of our favorite animals. Not llamas. Alpacas. (laughs) Sorry for ending it on such a sad note with BP, but alpacas are some of our favorite animals. So at least we get some happiness from this episode. I hope you enjoyed this completely incoherent mess of facts that we threw together. It was a bit shambolic, but it I mean, we got through it. But we got through it. We've done it. I think we have done an okay job. I think it's going to be mildly entertaining, especially once edited. And I think we can mm. only get better as time goes on. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. And we'll see you next week.